All right. I'm glad to be here. Thank whoever cooked the food. It's like eating when mom was alive. Good old country cooking. And uh, you're thankful. I want to thank the church for inviting me here. Thank Brother Steve for taking off work to drive down here with me. Uh, I'm gone, but you know, I've got some serious health problems. Had a couple heart surgeries. And I like pork because I've got a pig's valve. That's the reason I you know, can't do but, uh my church is more concerned about my health than I am, and I, I just show that they love me. We like to preach. Uh, some in, at Ameren say, you guys saw you teach more than you preach. Uh, I don't apologize for that myself, but... Uh, we try to give you what God has given us. And uh, if it's teaching, that's good. If it's preaching, it's good. But I've got to be careful when I get in preaching. I'm like this gentleman. I, I seen him this morning. I said, that was me 25 years ago. <laughs> but uh, you had something to say, brother. And I appreciate it. Our subject this morning, or this afternoon, is simply entitled Church Membership. I believe that God adds to the church, not the preacher, not mama, not grandma, the Lord. So as we look in God's Word this afternoon, I want you to first all turn to the book of Ephesians. Uh, I preach a lot out of that book, but uh, that's where the Lord wants me to go today. Ephesians chapter 1, I want to look at verse 22-23. And have put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. It bothers me the condition that independent Bible-believing, fundamental, missionary, bad the churches are. Uh, I am here today uh, because God led me to a church, the Grace Baptist Church in Georgetown. Brother Bill DeRossett was the pastor. He was a teacher. good preacher, but he was more of a teacher to me. 
when he taught the word of God as it is to a sinner like me as I was. We need to be thankful. You need to be thankful that whoever you're calling, if they, God gives them the, the okay to come and y'all bless that. Uh, but I can tell you this. It's going to take a man called of God to fulfill Brother Kelly's shoes. Preached for Brother Kelly out in California. I've known him most of my life. But uh, he loved the Lord. And if you get the preacher, the pastor, that God wants you to have, he'll love the Lord. And a pastor can't love the Lord without loving the people. It bothers me when I see my people do things they shouldn't do, just like it does my son or my daughter or my grandchildren. So God said in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 18, and he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. So in other words, before the pastor can make a decision, I believe that he needs to pray and seek God's favor. If God is for it, it'll work out. If it doesn't work out, you ought to say, Thank you, Jesus. The churches are going on today. I want this. That's what the church down the road is doing and they're growing leaps and bounds. You get a bunch of lost people in the church and all you got is one problem after another. If a church member will not follow the pastor, he's in the wrong church. I'm saying a pastor. I'm not saying somebody that's preaching so they get a paycheck every month or a, a car to drive or whatever some of these people get. And I'm, I'm not jealous of them. You know, I, when Christ saved this old sinner, I won the jackpot. I won the lottery. Because if I died today, if I died 10 years from now, I know where's that. Absent from the body, this body, present with the Lord. Amen. So, we are to first of all love our church. If you love your church, listen to me now. If you love the church, you won't talk about it. And you won't listen to anybody else that talks about it. Somebody ought to say, oh, amen, you know what I'm saying? When you listen to somebody gossip about the church that Jesus paid for, what's wrong? Is their friendship more important to you than being in the center of God's will? God tells us, as Christians, our flesh has been crucified with the 
affections and lusts with Christ at Calvary. And the old man of sin is dead. You know what God said in Romans 6, 6? I believe he did. As we look at it and we'll see. Romans 6, 6 said, Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. I'm at the opinion, and if you disagree with me, that's fine. You're not in love with yourself if you've been bought by the blood of Christ. We got too many people that's in love with herself. They sang to be heard. Y'all that are out there overeating, you know, I, I just ate a little bit and I came in here and that young man right there was playing the piano and I, I walked out and he was looking over that way and but he didn't stop playing. <laughs> I can't play dick dot boom, wasn't it? Market, I can't do it. That's a blessing to have a young man like that Amen. with Christian parents in a church. Instead of encouraging our kids to be on T-ball and eyeball or whatever all those balls are now, get them active in the church. Amen. Tell them how important they are to the church. You know why? That's the future church. And if you don't take care of the future, you'll be in the same shape that this country is in. Yeah. Naming Christ and serving the devil. God also said in the book of Romans, uh, chapter 7 and verse 4, He said, Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, and ye should be married to another even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. Somebody asked me about a year and three months ago, or thereabout, when my wife passed away, how did you stay married for 55 years? I put Christ first. Christ first. If you belong to a good Baptist church, the Baptist church first, then your wife, then your kids. Oh, I hate to say this. I love my grandkids so much. Grandkids will cause you to do something you know you shouldn't do. Allow something you shouldn't allow. Am I preaching now? The head of the body is Christ, according to Ephesians. And the things are under his feet, which tells us that we have dominion. We have dominion over Satan and sin. No, I don't believe you got to sin. It comes easy. But you don't got to. Because he that is in me is stronger than he that is in the world. And we are, we should not be ashamed. Say that. But even better, one of the men brought it out. We ought, the people ought to be able to see it. See, actions speak louder than words. Because people get 
really religious, if you have a conference, if you have a revival, let's see how good it is two months from now. Are revivals supposed to last a few days? No. I got vaccinated with the blood of Jesus Christ. I haven't got over it yet. Fifty-some years. You got to fall in love with Christ. Oh, Brother Tony, I love Jesus. And why wouldn't you at church Sunday? Because I know if you were sick, you would have called me. Jesus was here. And if Jesus is not here, you shouldn't be here. Go out and play T-ball or whatever you do. But if you got a church where God dwells with you, that the Spirit inspires you, the Spirit blesses you, you got people that are called members of that body, and they love you, they're praying for you, and you were a disappointment. Preach a friend of mine, he said, I, me and him used to play golf. Well, he played, I was, I was there pretending I knew how to do it. I didn't know how to do it. My eyes was bad then, so I couldn't figure out where the ball was, you know. But he told me, he said, I made a hole in one. Some of you golfers made no, I believe it is, you shoot it one time and it goes in a certain hole. But he said, you know, Brother Vance, I can't, I can't tell my church that because I told him I was sick and I wouldn't be there Sunday. What's the advantage of that story? That's why that we go out in the night. We go to the next town. Hoping nobody sees us. But you know who sees you? You know who already know, knew you was going to do it before you did it? Well, my Savior. That's who knew it. And if you're saved, your Savior and my Savior has is got something in common. So if we both have the same Savior and we both have the same Spirit, why can't we get along? I'll let you answer that. When I speak of the church, I refer to the church, and more specifically, I speak about the Ammon Road Baptist Church. Because if I don't know my people after all the years I've been there, then I need to pick up something else, you know. People you love. You want to know. You want to know that is there something that I'm saying or the way I'm saying it or is there something going on I don't know about that you don't feel uh, important? See, I believe that everybody that God saves and adds to Ammon Road Baptist Church is at the same place 
Because if God didn't add you to the church you're a member of, it's just a matter of time. It's, it's not will I cause trouble or will I just suddenly leave. It's when. God adds to the church. And church membership is important. I don't know whether this ever happened to you, but I was, you know, out what I do like to do. You know, my church asked me sometimes, is there anything you like to do, you know, just to get away from? I said, yeah, I'll, I'll go out and waste 150 cartridges, you know. I love the target shoot. And I try to hit the devil right in his center spot. We got to have a little change. It don't mean we don't want Christ in our life that day, but, you know, I believe the word tells us, you know, a friend of mine said, well, I, I never take a vacation. I'm sorry. There's not a one of you, and some of you, I just met, and I pray, thank God for you, but in my own heart, you don't love your church any more than I love mine. But let me tell you something, brothers. i got to get away sometimes just for a few days. And when I have a member that says, it must be nice. How do you answer that, Brother Vance? It is. And that's the only answer they get. Why is that the only answer they get? That's the only answer they deserve. Because they are to realize that it's more than a job. I'm pastor seven days a week, seven nights a week. I make reference to the church and I make reference to Edmund Road Baptist Church because I believe one thing, not everybody agrees with me, not everybody likes my style and that's between them and whoever they're talking to. But let me tell you, when God placed you in a church as her pastor, that is part of your life. You can't just leave any time. You know, unless it's an emergency, if somebody's having heart surgery, brain surgery, or back surgery, or, you know. I want to be there. I don't have to be there. I want to be there. Wow, that's a pastor's heart. You ought to thank God if you got one. That cares about your children. That pray for your children. Not all children are little teenagers out here smoking and drinking and having sex. There's still some teenage girls and boys that are pure, that loves God. Let's don't put them all in the same shaker and shake them out. Because they're not the same. Church is important. For it belongs to God. I don't know whose property, whose name this property is in. But I tell you who owns it. God owns it. And you ought to thank God for it. So what is the privilege of membership? 
It is privileged to be part of the church. The church. There's a lot of churches, but he only has one church. They spread it all throughout the world. Now, I don't preach to offend anybody, but I, I believe there's people saved in all of these Protestant churches. Everybody agree with that? You probably won't agree with this. They ain't got a chance of being in the bride. I'm a Baptist bride. Not ashamed of it. Jesus was a Baptist. All of his apostles taught Baptist doctrine. The average Protestant church and a lot of Baptist churches today don't even know what they believe. You ought to know what this church believes if you're a member of it. You ought to know what a church believes before you join it. Now truly, if God is 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 leading you, <laughs> then, you know, uh, today, we'll take a car for how many test rides, you know, we can take. Make sure that's a car I want to buy. But if we go into a church and it's called Baptist and we got some Baptist hymnals and, you know, all of that, we just assume that that church is alive. Listen to me. There's a lot of Baptist churches that are not alive. They're dead. You know the sad part about it? They don't even know it. And we got preachers that is afraid to preach it. They're afraid to tell, you know, well, I, I've... I was going to preach on the, you know, doctrine, the doctrine of the election, but, uh, you know, little Dick would come up and say, but we got some visitors here today. Oh, you mean God won't save visitors? I'm glad you informed me of that. The only thing God requires for a person to be saved that has heard the word of God, the Holy Spirit has convicted them, The average person checks out a car more times than they do at church. It's a privilege to be part of the church. I did not afford myself this right. I did not earn this privilege. This honor was bestowed upon me by Christ into the church and the members of that local body of this church. So it is a privilege. You didn't do the church no great honor. The church did you a great honor Amen. when they, I don't know how y'all do it, but to have a motion that we accept, you know. And before we do that, as pastor, I need to talk to them. Oh, what do you believe about this? 
What do you believe about this? And the deeper you go, brother, you'll find out that you're wondering why they're trying to join. But if they will listen, you know, remember it's got to be teachable. And I believe if God is adding you to a church, you will be teachable. Some a little quicker than others. But God said, you know, and we all know this uh, verse, Scriptures, but in John chapter 3, the Gospel of John chapter 3 and verse 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old, and can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus didn't change his answer because he asked the question. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water, this water, there ain't no saving power in the baptismal water. But you preach the word and the Holy Spirit bears witness with that water of the word, you'll be saved. He said, except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit. Of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Have you ever questioned yourself, pastors, when somebody comes to your church and after you talk to them, you said, well, you know, you're welcome. I, I pray you'll stay and come back and learn and, and whatever. And then they go to a Baptist church down the road. And, and yeah, you're welcome. You're brave, then you got a pulse. I mean, that's how serious it is out there. And that's why I, I don't know what I did the other night, whether that was a, a lecture, a teaching, or a mess, but, you know. If you put these on Sermon Auto, you need to take that one off, you know. <laughs> I, I enjoyed every moment of it. Because these things need to be taught. A person needs to know what the church believes. Needs to know. Baptism, baptized by water and the Holy Ghost. I believe there's an order here. Baptism never saved nobody. It's a symbol. But if you ain't been baptized with the Holy Spirit, and I have, and I don't speak in tongues, it just sounds like it sometimes. I don't speak in tongues. People ask me from time to time, how many languages do you speak? I said, I attempt English, but I don't do it very well there. You know. But if I can speak clear enough for that person to know that I want them to know there's no salvation without Jesus. 
joining the church, being baptized, speaking in tongues, whatever they do, that cannot save you. And we should not be ashamed to preach that way even if there's visitors in the house. Because you've given them a false notion. And down the road you start preaching some hard doctrine and they say, I didn't know that. Well, behavior really has more to do with continuing than joining. You don't have to know anything except your loss and know that the only way to get saved is through the blood of Jesus Christ. I, I mean, I'm, I'm being honest, not as honest as I could be. When I was, God saved me on US 25 going to work. I didn't know there were two or more Johns in the Bible. I didn't know it contained the Ten Commandments. I didn't know nothing. Because I had a bad lookout upon Christianity because when I was 12 years old, I belonged to, a, well, I didn't belong to, I attended a Presbyterian Church. And they had an evangelist in there. And he read John 5.24. Y'all don't know what John 24 says. I read along with him and something happened. I, uh, when it was over, I asked my pastor. I said, well, you know, I, I'd been sprinkled. I wasn't saved, but I had two other buddies, you know, that went down the aisle. So I said, they ain't no better than I am, you know. I'm walking at all. You know, something silly like that. And I asked my pastor, does John 24 really mean what it says? And he said, won't you ask the evangelist? At that time, I was 14 years old. It happened when I was about seven years old. You know, come out with this silly answer like, you ain't old enough. I know now that without the Holy Spirit, you ain't old enough to understand nothing. The Holy Spirit teaches you. But what is the privilege of membership? Y'all have a Sam's Club down here? You don't have to know nothing but join. That's your Baptist church today. You don't have to know what they believe because you're not going to believe it anyway if, unless, you know, you agree with it. And then we put these unqualified, most of the time unsaved people into a class teaching your children. I don't want to cause any trouble with any church I'd go to, but if you're going moving somewhere and you go into a, another church, you ought to know what the preacher preaches 
you ought to know what the church stands for, but you ought to make sure that that teacher who's teaching your children have been born again. Because as small as a lot of Baptist churches are now, it's just anybody just breathing and willing. But I think it's better to have no Sunday school than it is to have unfit teachers. And I don't apologize for that. Pledge of membership. As a member of this body, it is my responsibility, just as it is responsible of the hand to wash the face and the job of the feet to transport the entire body. You need to know what membership of a Baptist church really is. And if you don't know, if you're saved, you should want to know. And if you don't want to know, that's a question mark. Did I make this move because God saved me or because I, I, I want to be social accepted, you know. I need to belong to something. I have a responsibility to the body, the church which I belong, to maintain my responsibilities. And when join the church and this church, I make that pledge. I believe every Sunday school teacher ought to let the pastor know as early as they can, I won't be here Sunday. Instead of they take off, kids come in and no teacher for them. And the parents find out, I send my kids to that church, they don't even have teachers. Now if somebody get a ticket breaking some minor law, you know, you, you want to discipline. But officers that won't do their job, why you got them there? The church success, if this church is going to be successful, and every member of this church got to realize that a, a church's success is my responsibility and it is failure is my fault. Now, most people will agree with the first point. But let me give you a live example in my life. The Lord saved me, added me to the Grace Baptist Church and Brother Bill I talked to him. He said, do you want to go out visitation? I said, well, I don't know enough to talk to anybody, but I like to, to learn. I like to see how it does. So we talked to this family, and, and the brother was doing a you know, good job. So Sunday morning, he came in. You know who he was looking for? The two men that had knocked on his door. you have invited somebody to church, you really ought to be sick if they say, I'll be there, and you don't show up. That man, that family, never came back. It's not only is the pastor honest, it's the church membership honest. Come on now. It's important. It's good 
testimony. It's my responsibility, and it is bad testimony. Is my fault. <laughs> we were. I'm not going to go in any any further, but you, you know, all of you, all of y'all have this, you know. I called you. Yep, I guess I was on Facebook. Yeah, you probably were. Seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, ten o'clock. Is that our life? Is it everybody's business over the Scythiana to know if my car is gone out of the driveway where I went? Do you tell your church why you went to church? See, you was gone, came back, is the door. Should you tell the church where you been? Well, let's back up. If you were going to be gone, they should have known that. Said, why? It's none of their business. Don't you believe in prayer? Came down here the other night. I, I was going to ask Steve. I said, is there a, a speed limit on this highway? And I said, if it is, I don't know where my car to reach it, you know. You're sitting over there doing 75 and 80. So I don't want my church praying for me after I get home about this trip. I want them to pray when I got in my car and started out. You don't wait till your teenagers get in trouble and start praying for them. As soon as they're born, you start praying for them. That's the church's responsibility. It's your responsibility. There's more to being a church member than showing up when there's nothing else to do. It is spiritually. It's my responsibility. If the church is spiritually, it's my responsibility, and his carnality is my fault. You know, you know I don't want my the members of our church when we have first time visitors. You know, everybody, you know, scare them to death, smother them to death. But somebody, somebody ought to go welcome them, introduce yourself. You know. Force yourself to say, you're in for a treat today. Our pastor's preaching. But instead, I hope he's not on one of those ramps, you know, where he breathes a verse and then leaves it. Yeah, I know. After after today, y'all here will we'll pray for, for the Marsh family and the Hamptons and all that. They listen to him regularly. How much does he pay them? Well, my last is the pleasure of membership. My church is my joy. 
about every member I've ever had said, Brother Vance, you ought to take more trips. You ought to go on a vacation. And I was young and stupid when I took over the church, and now I'm just old. got so tired of hearing that that I, I got brave and I said why don't y'all start a vacation fund for the pastor and when it gets up enough where I can go to Hawaii I'll, you know, I'll take off. That never did happen. <laughs> but my church is my joy. I received something here that cannot be purchased. Talking to dinner, I'm sitting him and Brother Ellis and talking about the nursing home. I have a member that's in a nursing home. It takes me about an hour and 15 minutes on any certain day to, to go down there. Walk in the room, she doesn't see me. You know. Then I just sit there a while and she turns over and sees me. And her whole face lights up. It ain't because of this beautiful face I have. It is because she knows I love her. Even those that disagree with me, they know I love them. That's important. That's important that these members know that these members, that these members, that we all love one another. You know, love will stop gossip. Yeah. My social joy, my friends are here, and they are the greatest friends in the world. Can you find a friend any better than a good Baptist member of a good Baptist church. But it's not as good anymore, I don't think, because of this little idiot. So when somebody is going to go to the hospital, you know, they'll ask me, will you put it on Facebook? And then when I put it on Facebook, on my side, all the members get it, you know, that it's on Facebook. How many of those members do you think prayed? That little face that shows up on Facebook, that's not prayer. That is just, I saw it. And I'm not against Facebook. But I got better things than Facebook. I like eating a lot better than I do being on Facebook. I like good music because those things are going to keep my mind right. Did you know that Jack left his wife? No, but everybody knows him now. Why do you want everybody knowing your business? Surely somebody in this crowd can after church and the 
Brother Vance, you know, I didn't think you was that dumb. This is why they want everybody to know their business. So they know how many friends they got. You ain't buying that story, are you? My spiritual joy is at my church. My select joy, I choose it. I am not coerced, nor do I have to, but I long for it. Sunday and Wednesday, my two favorite days. What about the other five days? What I can do, nobody want to do it with me, and what they're doing, I can't do. So it's just, used to be me and my dog. After my wife died, the dog said, I can't put up with you much longer. So. But. My dog was more faithful than a lot of church people. She was just sad when she seen me leave. And she'd jump all over the floor up on me. Just glad that I was there. Good pastor is glad. I don't want to speak for myself. If you don't, don't agree, that's fine. I want visitors. Church members, unless they're sick or providence or hindrance, has a duty to be in yeah. church. Yeah. A duty! Well, if I preached that way in my church, there wouldn't be nobody there. Well, it, you really don't have nobody there if they're just there in body. I mean, if numbers what you want, go around a bunch of, what's a little thing, mannequin? Yeah, you just fill the church up, man. You know, to take your iPhones. Look how many we had today. Success is not about number. And I've had my church, the church I pastor, full. It's been the, the last year or so. Wednesday night especially, if six or seven shows up. Why? Well, it's summertime. Now it's wintertime, you know. I've got the house to decorate for Halloween. What are you doing fooling with that thing anyway? Oh, you don't stop preaching, stop nosing. No, I'm just preaching. I'm not saying that. You know why a lot of people keep doing it? They don't have pastors that will preach it and teach it. You see this? This is a little paper. You know, I wrote it. I preached it. When I go out on visitation, I give it. He said, "Well, I mean, that's one way to do it. I'm just saying that that uh, you know we should not be ashamed of what we believe. If you're ashamed of it, don't preach it. But they're never going to learn if you don't preach it." Now, I've realized there are 
introductory classes that you can have, and I'm not against them, but I think you, now if you're in that introductory class, you know, four or five years, it's time to move up, you know, you can't be fed milk and honey for all time, you got to get in some strong doctrine. And as we uh, finish here, uh, the church is my select joy. As I said, I choose it. I am not coerced, nor do I have to, but I long for it. It's my supreme joy. All of y'all know Sister Linda over there. She's, she's one that's got the holes inside of her cheeks. Her and another memory, I'll take it back 15 years ago. They were talking about, you know, somebody said, you know, we ought to do away with the fellowships and both of them in the unison, you know, so like they've been practicing it. No, that's, that's, that's our. Joy. We don't have many of them now. Well, it's getting winter. I guess, you know, not everybody can get out. Have you ever thought about closing church on Wednesday? Who would be favored if I decided to do that? <laughs> Even those that got their hand of the sling will take it out. Baptist church is more than Sunday morning. As I close. Conclusion. Are you in the church? Are you a member of his body? Have you ever been saved? Saved folks. Have you ever followed Jesus in believers' baptism and joined the local body of believers and gone to work? They don't know. Not sure about the first one, but they said, what do you mean work? Yeah. We don't have the money to uh, hire somebody to clean the building. We don't have money to hire somebody to mow the lawn. So somebody's got to do it. I mean, you don't want to you don't want to invite people to church and they got to knock the weeds down to get into the church. You know, and there are exceptions to all rules, you know. There's some churches that just don't have anybody physically able to do that. But it ought to be your goal. Mowing the church yard is just as important as any other office in that church or privilege in this church. It's a privilege to clean the house of God. Uh, I'm a Baptist. 
top of my head to my feet, I'm a Baptist. I'm not a perfect Baptist, but I'm a Baptist. And I don't recognize any other organization to be the church that Jesus built except the Baptist church. And if you don't believe that, and if you don't agree with that, and your actions will show that, then they got a lot of pretend churches out there. They got nicer buildings and more games, and they bring in the top music. You know, I mean, now you know, I mean, going to these concerts, you know, cost you know up to I forget the name, but somebody's coming to the Rough Arena, and they said the ticket's starting out at one hundred twenty dollars. You know, the the marches and the Hampton will know. My favorite all-time singer is George Jones. As much as I like George Jones, if the only time he was on stage was early Sunday morning or Sunday night, I'd miss that. But pastor, the qualities are coming. You know, how fortunate I am to be able to buy that $150 ticket to watch the Quillities. No, but I'll pray for you. When's the last time you gave $125 love off to the church? Oh, you stop preaching and you start meddling. I believe a lot of Baptist preachers need to start meddling a little bit. Let them know how serious it is. But if you're coming for the pasture, it won't last long. I'm sorry. It won't last long. But if you're coming for God, it makes no difference who God leads to be your pastor. You'll follow him. So this church is strong enough, doctrine ready enough, and you know what you may not know who you want or what you want, but God does. You don't stay as long as Brother Ellis back there has at, at that church or me at Edmund Road. I've been pastor there long and most of you are old. And I told him, if I die accidentally and you get a liberal in there, I'm going to come up from the grave and beat you to death. I mean, it's, it's a shame, brother, that when the pastor dies, they go out here and find some 